first question. Tell me one thing you do to have the best year ever. Okay, so this is a new thing, but it's a 2021 thing. I have started the day with doing something for myself. So instead of letting the phone or distractions or work or family really even, as much as I love them, I sit down and have a quiet moment and I have about six things that I do in the morning before I go out the door, really even out of my bedroom. (laughs) And I absolutely love that because for me, that is something that I've been doing as part of my morning routine that is paramount to who I am and how I start my day. And we'll dig more into that, but welcome to Best Year Ever, a podcast designed to inspire growth and impact so you can create your best year ever. And joining me today is Whitney Jordan, founder of Crown and Shield. Whitney, great to have you on the show. Thank you for including me on this. I'm very excited to be a guest today. And I'm excited to talk to you because you and I originally connected over both being in the Big Ass Calendar Club, a group that we are a part of created by Jesse Itzler. So there's three things that we're going to jam about today. One, the Big Ass Calendar Club perspective, the way that we see the world because of the group that we're part of. Two, building a vision bigger than yourself. And number three, controlling your content inputs. But before we get to that, I want to dive a little bit deeper into the first thing that you said because... For me, if you want to create your best year ever and you don't currently have a routine for what you do before you let the rest of the world in, so your personal self-love, creating your being routine, for me, this is the game changer of all game changers because when you can realize that the way that you can best show up in the world for others is by first showing up for yourself, everything changes. Everything changes. I used to, um, there's like Rachel Hollis and Craig Grishel, all these people, all these great leaders. They all say, if you win your morning, you win your day. And for a very long time, I was like, I don't really know if I agree with that. Like sometimes I have slower mornings. Sometimes I just decide to like jump into work or something like that. And now, now that I've been tracking it since January, it, it they're absolutely correct. You win your morning, you win your day. Like the things that you choose to do in the morning, communicate to yourself. One, if you value yourself, if you're going to go like get after what you need to get done that day, all of it, it changes everything. It changes your like perspective to the day. It changes like, it shows me how I value me, which I think is huge. Um, so it was, it was something I had to learn over doing it for a while. And I think one of the important things you said is around winning the morning. And I think it's how we define what winning the morning means because so often we can get caught up in hustle culture where if you're not grinding 24 hours a day, like the second you get up, you're not doing enough. And it's something that I really had to work on was the feeling of enoughness and am I enough and am I doing enough? And I dive deeper into this in a podcast I recorded with Don Dalby, which uh, everyone can check out or watch uh, in the same feed or YouTube channel. And when you can first invest in yourself and the way that I think about it is, all right, for me to be the best version of myself, 
who do I need to be? What do I need to believe? Uh, what are the things that I need to do? So for me, the very first thing that I do is I say, today is going to be a great day. And then I read for 30 minutes. And why in the world do I read? Because when you audit the success habits of the most successful people in the world, exactly. the average CEO reads 60 books a year. Rob, where in the world am I going to find time to read? First thing in the morning. That way, by design, I am better today than I was yesterday if I'm reading. And I'm not going to go into my entire morning routine because um, that's a much larger conversation, but it's something that you want to give yourself that gift because no one can take away your own personal development. And I think that's the thing that people miss in this is that it's easy just to start working on someone else's stuff. But first you need to start with yourself because that's how you get better. Yeah, exactly. I think that the reading thing is a really big, big idea idea that people need to kind of grasp because when you're growing up, you have a structure in your community where you're always learning and you're always taking in information that's going to like broaden your horizon or develop a skill set. And then as adults, you have to actively seek that. And then you have to kind of protect it too. So like, if you say like, I'm going to read today, well, the day can get away from you or like an emergency can come up at work. But if you're choosing to like protect that and put it in the morning time, it, it stays there because who's calling you in the morning? No one is. No one calls before nine o'clock. Well, 100%, 100%. And I love that. So this is actually a great segue to how you and I even connected in the first place with the Big Ass Calendar Club because it is a group that we are a part of that's really designed to help you create your best year ever. So crazy, created a podcast called Best Year Ever, being part of a group that says, hey, do these things over the course of the year and you will create your best year ever. And really one of the philosophies that Jesse preaches and lives by, which I do as well, is to schedule your life before everything else. Because similarly to the way that we both start our day with saying, hey, I'm going to work on me first, everything else second. That's the same way that we see the world from the Big Ass Calendar Club. Because one of the biggest things that I hear from everyone is, you know what? I just don't have enough time to do insert X, Y, and Z. Read a book, write a book, start a podcast, go on vacation, go golfing, uh, learn painting, uh, work out and do fitness, go to nice restaurants, learn something new. You name it. There's a million excuses. Well, how do we overcome those excuses? Well, why don't we put the things that are important to us in all buckets of our life on our calendar before we let the rest of the world in? And for me, it's a very binary way of living or seeing the world. It's like, yeah, of course, if I want to accomplish anything that I want, then I'm going to put my stuff first in the world second. You would think that would be kind of our instinct, right? Like it's just like a Darwin internal thing for us to put ourselves first. But that doesn't happen, especially, I don't know, I can't speak towards men, but like for women, I feel like that really doesn't happen if you have a family, if you've got kids, like these priorities become number one and you're put behind all of it. And so to kind of shift from that and decide like, wait a minute, I do need to do things for myself first because then you can love everybody and like do everything else better, right? Like if you start with yourself and you're not working from empty, like you can, you can change your day and have that be positive and have a little bit more control 
over your attitude for the things that are, are like about to f- come in your path for work or for family or whatever it is. Well, and I love that you said the word attitude because part of our perspective is the way that we're showing up in the world. So think about the person who says, I don't have enough time or I can't versus someone who says, I can, I am going to do more. I'm going to find more time because really this is about being on fire for life. And for me, Uh, we are on the tail end, or at least when I signed up of my first year and being part of the big ass calendar club. So when I signed up, this is smack in the middle of pandemic season, right? When this all started and the world is contracting, everyone says you can't go outside. You can't do anything. Your lives are over. Just stay inside. And I said, you know what? I'm not accepting that as an answer. It's a perspective that everyone wants to throw out into the world. But the reality is there is nothing that can stop us from going out into nature, going for runs, going to parks. Did I have a lot of things canceled from travel to trips that I really looked forward to, the things that were going to define my year 100%? It didn't mean that everything went puppy dogs and rainbows, but... It caught, it got me to not accept no or doing nothing. Instead, the Big Ass Calendar Club is about living in action and designing what that action is that you want to do. And there's a series of prompts and there's a lot of other people that are doing these things that are inspiring each other. And I'm curious what your thought process has been like being part of this. So I think we probably signed up around the same time because I signed up in August, I think, of 2020. And so there was this huge shift of like, all right, we're kind of still shut down. New Orleans still had pretty strict um, like social restrictions, right, because of COVID. And then I'm sitting down on calls with 20 or 30 people because we have our team. But then it was like 400 to 700 people on other calls like with Jesse. And I'm being surrounded by people who are like, I don't care if it's a pandemic. I'm going to go do 75 hard. Or I don't care if I'm now working from home and I've got kids running into the room that I'm trying to get work done in. I'm still going to accomplish these goals. I'm still going to like look at my finances and see where they are and see, okay, things may have changed a little bit this year, but let me still see how it can be a little bit better than when I started. And so that was really refreshing because I do think sometimes we can, can kind of like get bombarded with this message that things are bad, right? And that, that was coming from the news, that was coming from your friends and family. I mean, it was all over the place last year. Things are bad, so uncertain, all these questions, nobody knows, the vaccine question, all of it, and an election, forgot about that. Um, and so then to stop that and then be put like in a group of people who are deciding to not only like, spend the money to be a part of this, which is a big deal, especially when things are so uncertain. And who are saying, okay, look, this may be going on outside, but that's not how this year is going to be defined for me, which was really exciting. Oh, me too. And it's crazy because I will go down for the rest of my life saying 2020 was the best year of my life at that time because 2021 is going to be the best year of my life and 2022 is going to be the best year of my life. And that mindset is why I created this podcast 
because I wanted to share with others the mindset and possibilities of the way that you can see the world or experience the world where it's the exact same for everyone. I just choose to see the world in a way in which I'm in charge and it doesn't mean that I'm blind or immune to bad things happening because they certainly did to me, but I'm not sitting there dwelling on them. And instead I'm saying, all right, how can I turn this into strength and newness? And there's a vibrancy to the way that I live my life because I no longer see obstacles in mountains. And instead I'm going to be like, let me try and climb that mountain. So when everyone else says we can't do this, I'm now inspired to be like, well, I can do it and let me see, well, do I want to do it? What else can I do around this? And I'm a lot more curious for this stuff. And it's such a beautiful way of living that I want to give to everyone because really this perspective costs $0, even though it costs for us to be in this group. But it's the way of seeing the world and showing up in the world where every day is truly a blessing. And I think that's one of the things that got missed or lost in so much of 2020. You know, what drove me nuts was just people counting down the days for 2020 to be over. And for me, I see every single day as such a blessing because if you've ever been put in a situation where you might not have another day, you will very much appreciate, and I've been in that situation before, you'll appreciate every single day that you have because you don't want to look back at your life and being like, wow, I really didn't do anything for like an entire year or two years, and that's going to be the reality for a lot of different people as opposed to, can you believe the amazing things that I got to experience and design last year and this year and today and everything going on? Yeah, I agree. I think that was really interesting, though, what you said about the everybody wanting 2020 to be over, because I was sitting there going, wait a minute, you guys, the problems you have on December 31st are still going to be there on January 1st. So that countdown made me a little weary because it's like there's going to be an expectation and that stuff's not changing, especially with COVID, which was like the catalyst for so many people to evaluate how they were spending their time, how they were spending their resources and what they were doing, right? Like there were all those divorces, which was really awful. But I think people had to sit down and evaluate their relationships in a way that they haven't had to do before. And then to put this expectation on a literal passing of a minute from the 31st to the 1st, I was sitting there going, you're going to get set up to be very disappointed. And also, why would you want to waste the year? I mean, that's a big, that's a big thing. I sat down with a board member, not to totally shift, but I sat down with a board member and they were like, well, 2020 was a bit of a wash. And I was like, actually, I completely disagree. So it was a mindset. It was certainly a mindset. And it's really good to kind of shift and take the power back and choose the mindset to be like, I can adjust. I can eat this elephant. It's going to be one bite at a time. But like, I can decide to make this different than what everybody else is saying it should be. And I completely agree with you. And I have to hold my tongue to not be the person who goes and shuts down everyone who's saying that this year is awful and instead saying, let me be the positive force for good that can help others. So let's get to uh, something that's very much related to this. 
controlling our content inputs. So when we think about being part of the Big Ass Calendar Club, so not only do we have calls with Jesse Itzler, we've got uh, a Facebook group with people sharing amazing photos of them uh, doing races and being in Lake Tahoe and just doing things that are just, they light you up to see the joy of the way that everybody else is living. So we're getting a drip of that and we've got, um, our coaches and mentors to help us on a micro basis. Hey, Rob. Hey, Whitney, what's going on? What can we do? So we're surrounding ourselves with positive inputs. And for me, one of the game changers for the way that I see the world and a gift that I wish I could give everyone is I am so vigilant about controlling my inputs. Never in my life have I watched the news and you're like, well, how exactly is that possible? It's like, we just came out of a pandemic. We just had one of the most polarizing presidents ever in the history of our landscape. There's just social media all over the place. And I'm like, yeah, I got it. Like, I really did not watch a single Donald Trump interview one way or another. And that's not even a political statement because I've watched zero Joe Biden interviews right now. And you're like, well, how is that possible? It just is because on Twitter, I've muted every word possible around politics, government, uh, some of these other issues that we won't name that I'm just not interested in, in having fed to me. And I think the reason for that is people don't understand that when these things are being thrown at you, you're not controlling the input coming to you. But for me, like you said, how you start your day, you're in charge of the way you start and your inputs there. So why would I not want to design every input as opposed to the media machine that's built around getting my attention so it can be monetized or to push, push some sort of agenda. That's just not conspiracy theory. That just is what it is. It's like by design, these are businesses that want your attention so they can make more money. All right. Well, I've got huge dreams and goals as an entrepreneur, as a husband, as someone who's a positive force or good for others. So being constantly fed that 2020 is the worst year ever or fear, 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 or being around other people who have that mindset. I wanted no part of it whatsoever because it's there's various ways to think about it. Not only are you uh, consuming negativity, but that's sending you in the other direction. Well, on the inverse, for me, I'm not consuming negativity. I'm consuming positivity. So imagine how far different someone is on the spectrum of Rob only controlling positive content as opposed to the majority of the world who is oversaturating in negative content. Exactly. So that's what my whole like life's mission is. So um, I founded the Crown and Shield Foundation and our mission is to use the power of storytelling and media production to educate and inspire kids. So that's like one thing. But the reason why we do what we do is because the content that kids consume first is given a moniker of super peer because of the level of influence it has. But that influence for the most part is detrimental. So the content is that's like kind of repeated a lot is like boys need to get rich or die trying and girls need to be pretty and promiscuous and those things will lead to success. And when they're getting fed all of this, their brains, which can't differentiate because of their age between fact and fiction and things that they should like filter out, they are being told a story that they're going to end up believing. 
And so they're going to believe that they can't do this, or they're going to believe that they can, or they're going to believe that the world is bigger than social media, or they're going to believe the only thing that we need to value and prioritize is social media. So I've done a lot of research about how our brains change, actually change from the stuff that we're consuming. And I'm not the only one. You can go to Netflix and watch like Social Dilemma. You can watch... Um, misrepresentation which is another fabulous documentary that speaks to this and it talks about like our priorities actually change when we continually see certain things in our facebook feed or if we continually see certain ads on our tv screen we're the only country that advertises medications and so people will see that and then they go to the doctor's office and they say hey i think i need this that's not normal. And that's also like what you're saying, your attention is being bought. So the news, whichever channel you're watching, is the goal for them is to keep you on that channel. So they're not going to feed you content that is uplifting or affirming some positive thing. They're going to be sending you stuff that's fear mongering and, and stuff that's going to keep you attached, right? Because if they can control you by that, like your need for their information, their business is successful. So it was really interesting. I've recently heard the term that like humans are now the the um, the product being sold. Like our attention is being sold. Because if you look at Facebook or social media, the client is the person who's buying, right? So all these advertisers and these different companies, they're buying ad space and like you know, the digital landscape of whatever feed you're on. And what are they trying to get? They're trying to get our, our attention, right? And because they know the level of impact that, that they can have on their sales if they constantly put certain ads, certain imagery in front of you. And so if we go back to what we're talking about, having the best year ever, if you're looking at information, if you're looking at the news, if you're looking at only your Instagram, which has like, only people you agree with who are either doomsday or they're go-getters, you are going to have a different year. And that is, there's no way around it. So if you're hanging out with people who like Jesse Itzler and people who have decided to create a path that's different than everybody else's, you're going to be braver and more inclined to take those choices. But if you're hanging out with people and consuming content that tells you like, watching Netflix all day, or that the world is literally going to hell in a handbasket or whatever, you're going to believe that. And you're going to stay in that space because that's what you're feeding your brain. And so your brain's going to believe what you're consuming. So it changes your actual life, what you're consuming. It, it does. So I'm going to give some simple action items for what I do to control my inputs and the content that I'm fed. And I'll start with Instagram. I have muted 85% of the content on my feed. And here's the thing. It's not even necessarily what you would call the fear-mongering content. It may be someone that I was connected with that I don't speak to anymore, that I was friends with at one point in my life, but now it's not really serving me. So a lot of people, and this can be the same for Facebook, and, and I don't use Facebook. I gave that up years ago, and it's the greatest thing ever from a consumption standpoint because someone randomly posting about their life and having that show up in your feed is still part of your world. So when I audited the habits that are coming to me, I was like, listen, 
I like that person. It doesn't make me feel any different about them. But you know what? Just with what's going on in their life, I haven't talked to them in 11 years, and I don't really see us doing that. Not really valuable for me to keep getting updates of whatever it is that they're doing. So I, I did that, and 85 or 90% of my feed, whoosh, gone. And then once you start to think about what you're actually consuming, I feel like I'm only seeing like four things now. And even then I'm like, one of them is around golf. So I would follow some <laughs> like, right, crazy, some golf meme accounts. But then I would notice those accounts are posting like five or six times a day. And now I'm being heavily dripped golf memes. And I'm like, all right, I like golf, but like, I don't need like 80% of what I see to be golf memes. So boom, I'm chopping that down uh, over on the Twitter side of things. My muted words list is probably 200 deep. And the way I do this is because you can still get content from other people who like or comment on things that are then going to show up on your feed. So anything political, whoop, out the window. Anything religious, whoop, out the window. Anything vaccine, coronavirus, any of those out the window. But Rob, how do you not care? It's not about not caring. It's about controlling my inputs. Because when I'm on Twitter, I literally only want to see sports and entrepreneurship. That is it. Nothing else in my world. So you got to use the mute feature to get rid of everything. And then I mute people left and right. And you need to be very proactive about this. And then the last thing is going to be around just sort of what you're watching. And if you can fill your buckets of life with more good things that you're doing yeah. as opposed to consuming, then uh, it's going to be a little bit better for you. I'm not saying you, there's not a place to watch Netflix, but what I'm saying is I don't want to hear there's not enough time to go for a run, but you're in 50th season of the 50th different show. There sort of is a, a balance there that your actions are going to tell me. So, hey, go ahead and prioritize everything. And actually back to your uh, very first thing you said around winning the morning uh, for my own judgment to myself, when I would be like, did I do enough today around my enoughness? You know, the question that I ask myself, did I watch Netflix all day? Because if my TV is not on, then there is a 99.9% .9 chance that whatever I was doing today was productive. So think about if you can create a simple mechanism for yourself that says, listen, Maybe I didn't reinvent the wheel today, but I know I did not spend nine hours on Netflix, which means somewhere in the middle means I'm making some forward progress on some things. Yeah, exactly. I think that's something that really interested, interesting you said about muting people on social media. Um, that should be partnered with the idea that you shouldn't really need a break from social media. So if it's a toxic space for you, like I need a break from this or whatever, um, cause you see that a lot, right? You'll see posts like, Hey, I'm taking a break from Instagram or whatever social platform it is. You shouldn't have to take a break from it. I understand the principle behind like stepping away from your screen, certainly, but you need to create that space, um, and put boundaries on it so that you don't actually have to take a break from it. It should be positive. And when you do that, when what you're saying, when you mute people or put all of the um, tags or however it works with Twitter, I'm not really a Twitter uh, 
expert. Um, when you do that, you are subconsciously telling yourself that you are valuing your needs and how you feel more than these other people. So there's a different, there's like four different layers of like positive things that are happening from saying like, these things can't come into my space or into my like line of vision if we're talking about Instagram or Twitter. 100%. So and the last thing we're going to talk about here is building a vision of something bigger than yourself. One thing that I love about what Jesse Itzler is building with Build Your Life Resume and the Big Ass Calendar Club and 30 Days of Excellence is he is building something bigger than himself. And you and I are testimonials of that, of someone who is a leader. Another great example of this Andy Frisella. I'm someone who completed 75 hard. I did the entire live hard program. Uh, I've got um, resources around those on YouTube and the podcast and blog posts for people who want to do those programs. Life changing for me. And what I love about both Andy and Jesse is that they live by example. So when we see Jesse going for a 20 mile run in the super heat of Atlanta or climbing a freezing mountain with Wim Hof in just a pair of shorts, or you see Andy Frisella paying his dues every single day, doing 75 hard again, doing phase one, phase two, phase three. And you see the worlds and lives that each of them has built and it is not about them, even though you have to pay your dues and live in the action every single day. And it inspires me so much. And that ethos lives in me. And certainly with this podcast of best year ever, because I truly believe that when we create our best year ever, it inspires others to create their best year ever. And even if it's just on a, a moment to moment basis, this is not about a score. It is about progress in happiness and flow and doing what sets your life on fire and you just feel love and warmth inside and sometimes feeling love and warmth inside in the instance of 75 hard is doing some really hard shit. I mean, the big ass calendar club is a great example of that. We just did the hundred miles in May challenge runner walk a hundred miles. And those are the things that are going to set your soul on fire because you're pushing yourself. So what is building a vision and surrounding yourself with other people like that mean to you? Well, it's really been uh, mind blowing because I did, I actually just finished 75 hard. And if I would have asked or like talked to me a year ago, I would have been like, that's the stupidest thing. I'm not doing it. But I didn't really understand the level of like the commitment and how that's going to change my mind. So like committing to these six actions every day and then seeing how my decision to do it made it so like it happened. There was no question in my mind that I was going to do the things that I needed to do to check off that day to get to 75. So that has really um, been a, like a, a paradigm shift for me, for sure. And that also like paired with Jesse, Jesse says a lot, be where your feet are. And I'm like, okay, am I, am I there? Because if you are like staying present and being with the people that you're with and getting up and giving all that you can give while you're at work, those are the little things that build into a year of being the best year ever. If you're deciding to be present and like make this, like put the space on your calendar of like, this is going to be for my family and this is going to be for my personal time, like my own personal development, that's going to change your year. 
That's absolutely going to change your year. And I also really like the way that Jesse, just because we're talking about best year ever, um, Jesse will like eval change the way he evaluates time. So like instead of being like, oh, I've got to go on a trip with my parents for a week, he's like, this is one of the last 32 trips I'm going to have with my parents, just on, on average, right? And if you think of that, like, are you spending your weekend this way? This is one of 52 weekends you get all year. So stop thinking it's like a countless or like a, um, you know, a thing that you'll have forever and always. So you need to sit there and shift the way that you look at your time. And doing that and choosing to say no to things and choosing to, that, like, that was also a really big thing. I know I'm jumping. So when you say no to stuff, you end up getting to say yes wholeheartedly to the stuff that you actually want to do. And that changes your year. It's like this little tiny things will make it so that you are building the best year yet ever. And it's their little tiny things that you can fully control. And so that's, I'm telling you, being around these people in the BACC and getting to hear what they're doing and how they're choosing to spend their weekends or how they're choosing to spend like time with their family, you realize I get to choose that every day. Like I'm visiting with my mom right now. I get to choose how I react to her because how many more visits am I going to have with her? You know, and so that's really important. And that makes the year. And that's bigger than yourself because the way that we show up in life is going to affect everyone who interacts with us. One of the declarations I read to myself every single morning is I am a champion for everyone. And for mm -hmm. me, that speaks to vision because I sit there and when I walk down the street, I look at everyone and I'm like, I'm rooting for every single person here. And when you can have vision of where you want to go, all of a sudden, everything that we talked about fits into the pieces. So when you've got vision, you're like, well, how do I need to start my morning or how do I want to start my morning so that I can be the person that shows up as the person who is going to make this vision happen? And then right. the next part is, well, as that person, it's really important for me to control the inputs that I have because I know for me to get to where I want to go, there's going to be things that serve me and things that don't serve me. So I want more of the things that serve me and none of the things that don't serve me. And it's a pretty simple concept except the world is going to throw every curveball and thing at you. So if you're not on top of your game or your awareness or your intention or that fire in your heart or for that vision, then it's going to be a little bit more difficult. So uh, I want to leave with some takeaways and action items because Whitney, this was such a phenomenal conversation with you. And for me, my uh, action item is around vision and vision can mean a lot of things. It can be vision on a yearly basis, on your life basis, or it can be a vision for today. I want you to think about what vision means to you and write it down. What does your best day ever look like? What about your best month? What does the best year look like for you? All of those are completely in your control because you can design them. And when you anchor yourself in your vision, so much goodness is going to come from it. And I would love to hear from you about what's part of your vision. Did you do this exercise? Because I've done it a ton and I promise you great things will come from it. Whitney, what about you? Do you have a takeaway or an action item? I think that you, so my takeaway or action item for everybody would be after you watch or scroll, check in with how you feel. 
because that feeling should be a positive and like act to bring it back to vision and building something bigger. If you're feeling encouraged and you're going to, if you feel like something life-giving has been spoken over you or that you have a really um, you have a takeaway that was really eye-opening and helping you grow on your own personal journey, then continue to do what you're doing. But if you're feeling negative, you're feeling distraught, if you're feeling discouraged, if you feel overwhelmed, maybe evaluate what you're consuming and say no to it. So you can say yes to everything else that you need to be doing. Whitney, really enjoyed jamming with you. Where can everybody connect with you? So um, I'm on Instagram at witcrown. And then we have all of the work stuff. So Crown and Shield Foundation is also a lot of me because we post all of our stuff on both accounts. So um, either spot or crownandshield.org is where the foundation is. And I want to hear from you. There was so much goodness and inspiration packed into this conversation. Did anything resonate with you? Did you take action on anything? You can hit me up on all social media platforms at Rob Cressy and I want to help people who are interested in creating growth and impact. If that's you, go to robcressy.com. I got a ton of resources to help you out. Or you can click a link there to schedule a call to uh, jam with me where we can talk a little bit more about your vision and what you would like to accomplish. Or drop me an email, rob at robcressy.com. <laughs> <laughs>